way, but it does seem personal with those like handhelds. You're in the car with them. He's instructing exactly. his men to actually not go through with like certain suicides that they planned and all that. There seems to be like a, a personal level there. Yeah. Yeah. So like it. So so that element is like especially like pounding with the drum line and the bass line and the handheld camera movements, the pulsing strings of it as he's you know, he's he's getting ready in the morning to, you know, getting his hat, his belt, his sword, you know, like what is he going to do? I also love the brief flashes in the editing of, you know, him as a pilot and him as a samurai and him as all mm -hmm. of these, you know, figures that he's kind of um, um, uh, imagining and you also and, see the uh the kendo mask i believe which is a story that happens i think it's the third story they eventually tell when it's that's more right. lining up with actually what he's doing currently in 1970 <laughs> yeah well and, and and also we're at the end of his point where he's just like you know he up front he's saying you know like recently i've sensed an accumulation of many of these things that are inside of me that i can't express in mm. writing they aren't coming out. They are insufficient. So I have to find another form of a expression, uh, which which rubs up against the thing he also says in as a young boy in the memories when he was like, when I was very young, I learned two contradictory things. One, that words have the power to change the world. And two, the world itself has nothing to do with words and the body precedes language and one of my favorite things is that it's almost like he's like he's 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 formulating his ideas but he's almost like debating himself through time yeah. as as well a little bit as we're you know doing this very fluid dreamy sense of cutting like i love the way we'll transition from that opening aspect where he is just like on his mission to go and perform his coup and then all of a sudden he will like walk by a window and his mm -hmm. like childhood self will like be in that window and then we'll cut to like a simple reverse shot cut and a format change to black and white in the same set and all of a sudden we're with him as a kid and we're doing the you know we're suddenly with him as a fragile child who's being trapped inside by his sick overprotective grandmother you know you know who mm -hmm. and, and, and forced to basically helplessly witness a world that he feels that he cannot change and kind of wish wishes that um, he could, which was another one of his like kind of like major um, sort of ideas. And, you know, yeah. his grandma also occasionally taking him to theater plays, which would get his interest in that, which would also be a, a reason why the fiction is depicted in that way, because he he specifically liked plays because of the way it felt like they transformed reality and how like artificial they were. And I think at one point he even says that like, you know, that, that, that guy is like a man dressed as a woman for the play. Yeah. You know, like that is like, you know, an, a, a crazy thing, which was also just a I tradition love, in Japanese theater for a long time as well. Right. Yeah, totally. I also love the way that that's um, framed where he's kind of looking into like the open door dressing room as the man is putting on the makeup and everything. And then it closes. It's kind of like this, this childhood intrigue of like, what did I just look at? But I can't help but keep thinking about it. And then it kind of yeah. leads into his, um, I guess, you know, growing obsession with death and beauty, which is when he finds that, uh, I think, I don't know if it's a, if it's a Greek painting in a book or um, what the origin is exactly. <laughs> the but painting this, of St. Sebastian, of the martyred St. Sebastian. Right, right, right. And so it's the, it's, it's him um, kind of like his arms are up and he's, he's kind of like on this, this, this tree in a way and he's got these arrows sticking out of his ribs, but he's also, you know, uh, like physically built and it, he seems to have this kind of intrigue of the, the male body um, being at its most um, physically capable and death at the same time. And it, it, this is kind of like the first thing I think that he sees as a child that, uh, flicks that switch up 
one. Yeah, and, and, and which is funny, too, because there is actually another book of his uh, called uh, Confessions of a Mask from 1949, which is a story about a right-wing, like, imperial boy who doesn't fit into Japanese society, and he's being kept away from other boys due to uh, a, a physical weakness and possibly being queer, and uh, his isolation leading to fascinations with uh, and fantasies of death and violence and sex, and one of the scenes that happens in that book he is sexually aroused by the martyred painting of saint sebastian and masturbates mm-hmm. to it <laughs> oh well there you go yeah because he even says it in the um in this film itself where he's like he felt it in his loins when he looked at the at the picture so yeah it's so like so like so like that in. aspect is is like represented in his life and in his book and also mm-hmm. a scene in that book is uh he exaggerates an illness at a world war ii military draft out of cowardice which we uh see the movie also depict where he basically like fails a uh, physical exam to be a kamikaze special attack pilot in world war ii something he did really dream of of being the line in this film too um that symbolizes that is the uh i wanted to explode like a rocket for the emperor and light the sky for an instant and then disappear oh Um, yeah that's my other favorite line in this movie (laughs) there's so many like incredible lines because some of them are his and some of them are schrader kind of writing some narration for him which Mm. is also being uh translated into japanese by leonard schrader's um uh, wife as well who who helped them on the screenplay um, depending on which okay. version you watch, because I've always watched the Japanese version, but apparently there's a Roy Scheider uh, narrated version for American audiences, because this is still actually never played in Japan, this film, because it's so controversial. Um, yeah, that's they, wild, uh, especially to this day. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it's the Japanese, right? They're actually really upset that some, like, uh, you know, a vaguely sort of, you know, possibly left or center-leaning American filmmaker decided to make the film and, you know, uh, put things in the film that suggested that he might have been gay. And that mm-hmm. offends them to mm-hmm. the point where they were they basically threatened to do terrorist attacks on the film festivals in Japan that were going to play it. <laughs> right, yeah. It, yeah, it is, it, is, it is crazy. I just, you'd think that just after decades there would be... Um, more of an acceptance of just that it's the it's it's an artistic look at this uh man but Mm -hmm. i i I mean i understand you know it's it is a very touchy subject there is a lot of of history that they're diving into here and implications of it so it's it's i understand